been working our way through the Canons of Dort, uh, one of the three forms of unity that our church holds as we try to say, well, what does the Bible teach? And uh, here is a summary. Uh, these were a, bat a battle that was fought 400 years ago. Just like that Nicene Creed, there's a lot of battles that are summarized and um, because of that, uh, different errors. Here's some more errors. What about the perseverance of the saints? What about what happens? Um, I prefer to use the phrase, the perseverance of God for the saints. That's the point. It is God who perseveres. But the amazing thing is he does it through us. So we're working through the articles. We're to Article 7 and 8. So if I, I'll read Article 7, the light type. If you could please read Article 8, uh, the dark type. Lord's Day 41, Article 7. Uh, For in the first place, in these falls, he preserves in them the incorruptible seed of regeneration from perishing or being totally lost. And again... By his word and spirit, he certainly and effectually renews them to repentance, to a sincere and godly sorrow for their sins, that they may seek and obtain remission in the blood of the mediator, may again experience the favor of a reconciled God, through faith adore his mercies, and henceforth more diligently work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Thus, it is not in consequence of their own merits or strength, but of God's free mercy, that they neither totally fall from faith and grace, nor continue and perish finally in their backslidings, which, with respect to themselves, is not only possible, but would undoubtedly happen. But with respect to God, it is utterly impossible, since his counsel cannot be changed, nor his promise fail, neither can the call according to his purpose be revoked, nor the merit, intercession, and preservation of Christ be rendered ineffectual nor the sealing of the Holy Spirit be frustrated or obliterated. Okay, a lot there, isn't it? What is the point? The point is, is there was pastors in the Reformed Church of the Netherlands that wanted to teach something else. They wanted to teach that you can lose your salvation. It's all up to you. You are the one who saved yourself in a sense you believed, it was your faith that saved you, and you can lose that salvation. You have to maintain what you started. You have to persevere in order to be saved. What is their response? Did you notice in that response, where's the focus? Is it on you or is it on God? Was it on God throughout Salvation is of you. Is that in the Bible? What does Jonah learn in the belly of the fish? Salvation is of the Lord. What did David learn in, when he was being chased by Absalom? Salvation is of the Lord. Do you believe it? 
Is your salvation not based on your merits, your works, or even your faith, but on Jesus Christ and him alone and the grace of God? Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Right? So he's talking about, well, how, how, what happens when we fall? What happens when, there's, there's a lot, we looked at last week, um, articles five and six. What are the things that happen when we sin? We offend God. We have a guilty conscience. We grieve the Holy Spirit. There's an interruption of our, uh, exercise of faith. Uh, we lose, can lose a sense of God's favor. We can get pretty miserable. How great my sin and misery is. So he talks about in these falls. In the first place, in these falls, he preserves in them the incorruptible seed of regeneration from perishing or being totally lost. Okay? Again, we don't make ourselves born again. You understand that? It's not the work of man to call. Can you, can you make yourself born again? Can you, did you make yourself born? Did you determine to be born? Did you create yourself in the, your mother's womb? And build? No, Nicodemus was confused when Jesus said, you must be born again. But, and then Jesus said, oh, by the way, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that does the work. Right? If the Holy Spirit began a good work in you, is he going to fail? Is that in the Bible? Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he has begun a good work in you, will. Anybody? Complete it until the day of Christ. Okay. So if a person is regenerated by the Holy Spirit who applies the work of Christ once accomplished on the cross to his or her life, will the Holy Spirit fail? Is that what this is saying here? Yes. Notice further. And again, by his word and spirit, he certainly and effectually renews them to repentance. Okay, so what are we called to do? What are you called to do? What am I called to do daily? Repent. When was the last time you repented of your sins? Hopefully it was just a few minutes ago when we, we, we did the confession of sin, right? But is that a daily occurrence? Do you go before the Lord and confess your sin and turn from it and say, I hate that. I'm sorry. I offended you, Father. Please forgive me. Thank you, Lord, that you do through Jesus Christ. Do you repent? Is there a change of mind? Is there a change of thinking? So easy to get caught up in, your, in the world, thinking, in the flesh. You stop and say, okay, I need my marching orders. I need my mind renewed by the Spirit of God. By his word and spirit, he certainly and effectually renews them to repentance, to a sincere and godly sorrow for their sins. That's a good one. Are you, are, are you grieved by your sin? Do they bother you? Oh, I can sin. Uh, what did Martin Luther say? If you're going to sin, sin boldly. No, don't sin. It breaks your heart. It does, does your sins break your heart? Because you've, you've offended your father in heaven. You slapped him in the face. That bother you? Does it? Or let us sin that grace may abound. May it never be, Paul says. That they may seek and obtain remission in the blood of the mediator. 
Have you seen the cross today, brother? Have you seen the cross today, sister? You ever say that to yourself? I do. Do you? Do you? Remind yourself, I need the cross daily. I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. May again experience the favor of a reconciled God. Through faith, adore his mercies, and henceforth more diligently work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Wait a second. Work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. That sounds kind of heretical. What do, we, what do you mean? I thought we're saved by faith alone, and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works as anyone should boast. And hey, Paul, you got confused there. Where's that? Is that in the Bible? Yes. Where does it say that? Philippians, again, he's begun a good work in you, will also complete it. But he says also, work out what God is working in. That salvation that God is doing in your life, changing you, making you more like Jesus, that's what he's focusing on, your sanctification. He's begun a good work in you, and he will complete it. And so, Article 8, thus it is not in consequence of their own merits or strength but in God's free mercy. Isn't that great? My repentance is the work of God. Who gets the glory? God. Is that important? Always. Do I keep coming back to that same point seemingly almost every week? Why? Because I'm stuck or because it's important? Who gets the glory? God. Will there be anybody in heaven bragging about how spiritual they were or their faith or all their merits and accomplishments? What do you think? What do you think Paul's going to do? The apostle, what does he say in his letters? I'm the worst sinner that ever existed, but I'm saved by grace. God's free mercy. And again, the promise They will not totally fall from faith and grace, nor continue and perish finally in their backslidings, which, notice that, with respect to themselves is not only possible, but would undoubtedly happen. Ooh, that hurt. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I would perish everlastingly. How about you? There's there's a song that I've heard, and uh, in it uh, the author says, my faith is like shifting sand. If I had to stand and be saved based on my shifting sand, sand faith, woe is me. Woe is me. But no, I'm saved by grace through faith, and that not of myself. But then on the other side, it says, undoubtedly happened, but with respect to God, it is utterly impossible Since his counsels cannot be changed, his promise cannot fail, and his calling cannot be uh, revoked, and what Jesus has done will not be rendered ineffectual, nor what the Holy Spirit is doing will be frustrated. We should all be shouting, Amen! Yay! Right? We should be going out and saying to everyone, You need to hear this. I'm saved by grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And save the wretch like me. All right. I could go on, but uh, we do have a sermon to hear.